You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Himalaya, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, luckily there hasn't been, at least I don't think, unless I missed it, any more game-changing, breaking news on the Astros cheating scandal outside of Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman talking to the media for the first time and not saying anything about it, pretty much. I I mean, I'm almost shocked at how they were so calm, cool, and collected about it. Like, Yeah, yeah. They were just like, oh, we're just going to do business as usual. It's uh, it's not a problem for us. That's probably because MLB gave them a gag order of you shall not say anything. You shall not yeah. say anything. I don't care what you say. You don't have to say no comment, but you're definitely gonna, not going to provide anything of, of substance. And that's exactly what they did. They gave nothing of substance. Uh, they kind of laughed off the buzzer thing. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you were caught about 2017. Caught, yes. caught red-handed uh, about the by the internet can. by internet sluice and others <laughs> and and so I don't understand why not even admit to the one that you you can laugh off of, about the buzzer anybody can because like it's not proven yeah it the trash can was proven 2017 was proven you cheated you 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 got an MVP winner out of that you got a a World Series out of that you should at least say. Uh, yeah, I feel so bad about that. You know what so else sorry, they've but... gotten out of that? They've gotten a hundred plus million dollar contracts. Jose Altuve, oh, yeah. one hundred sixty four million dollars. Alex Bregman, a hundred million dollars. So what does that say? As of right now, that says that cheating pays. Yeah, and breaking well, the rules. By the way. Yeah, well. cheating pays very well and can get well. you to the top. And that's why I think that you're, you're seeing so many players and former players on Twitter, on social media, and just doing interviews whatever that they're they are so upset about this and I you think know was, why yeah you know why because this could be the biggest cheating scandal since 1919 i mean uh, and, and it's obviously this is a race focused uh podcast so a, a lot of people were like well you guys are talking about the astros yeah. a lot but it's just it affects is, the race it affects this, every other organization exactly this permeates all throughout baseball and honestly all throughout sport I mean, a lot of people that don't really care about baseball, they are, they've probably heard about this scandal uh, because it's been so, so big on in the news. It's, it's huge. I mean, this is the, the biggest cheating scandal since 100 years ago. Yeah. You know, if, if there's one thing that probably has, I don't want to say Major League Baseball is happy about this by any means, but the fact that more people are focused on the sport now than, I mean, they are winning – uh, they're they're talking about baseball not as much as they are about the NFL even after you know what's going on. so i guess you know the the old adage of there's no such thing as bad pr maybe in in some cases with people that oh maybe i will tune into whenever the astros play again and just not care about baseball but on the whole it is not good for baseball of course i'm a skeptic so i'm actually going to take the opposite this is 100% good for baseball 
This okay. is a hundred percent good for baseball, and they know it. And yeah. they know it. I mean, publicity. I mean, who the heck is talking about baseball January seventeenth? Nobody. Yeah. And, unless you are really into baseball, nobody cares about baseball January seventeenth. Nobody. Everybody's focused on the on the NFL, uh, NHL, NBA. I mean, there are plenty of other options mm-hmm. than than MLB. MLB is loving this right now. They have to put on a face that they don't love it because that's part of the game. But this is really good for baseball. Not maybe ultimately, but short term, incredibly so. Maybe what I'm more shocked about than anything is the fact that at the Astros have their fan fest in the middle of January. <laughs> they don't wait till at least like February or late January. Whoops. I was like totally shocked by that. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Um, a couple other things with this that I want to mention is just the fact that, you know, not only that it builds up careers like Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, but think about how many careers – it has ruined or can ruin. Think about the the AAA pitcher that call, gets called up for a series against the Astros. You're playing at Minute Maid Park, and you get blown up for a couple of runs, and you might never see the big leagues again. That might be like, okay, well, he definitely can't handle the show, right. so he's not going to get another opportunity. Or a guy like you, Darvish. I mean, so many guys where it's like— Yeah, you get shellacked, and then people remember that, you know, that's time you got shellacked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- this is awful, but— you know, I think baseball will move on from it, but it'll it'll take a while to take the sting off it. What one more question that I have regarding this, and I'm sure there'll be more revelations coming out uh, either this week, the the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, would you, if you're the commissioner, start to use more technology to combat this, or kind of go backwards in a sense of saying, okay, we're going to kind of push the brakes here? On technology, we're gonna halt the robot umpire thing. We're gonna halt. Okay, no more iPads in the clubhouse. Uh, I think you definitely have to look at it, and, yeah. and and I bet that they will, and I bet that they probably already have throughout this investigation. Is seeing okay, well, how can we better this for for future seasons? I don't think that a, a way would be to just strip off the the, the replay and, and and go back to the way that it was before. Right, right. I think I think video replay has its place and it's definitely made the the, the game better. I mm-hmm. do believe that. I mean, when things happen and he was out and he's called out now, that's the kind yes. of game that I want to see. I don't want to see somebody getting cheated out of a perfect game by Jim Joyce. Right. I don't like that. Armando Galarraga has a perfect game. <laughs> so I, I believe that uh, it's made better now. You have to maybe change some things, as in adapt to a better way of doing replays. Maybe no replay room for during games. Uh, just have a central command headquarters. Just have a central command center and and do it there. Or every stadium has only one place, maybe with one person from each team, and they both mm-hmm. look at it and and and, and with an umpire. Uh, with an presence. MLB official, yeah. Right. That's that's how I see it. But that thing where you can just go inside and study your swing. Mickey Mantle didn't study his swing right. within the game. The okay. thing that bothers yeah. me so much is just like – and I, I know it's a little thing, but it's like at what point – where are we going with this? With like the iPads. Like after every at-bat, a guy is checking, okay, where's this guy throwing his pitches and where are the yeah. hot zones and cold zones and everything like that. Once the game starts, just let it play out. Like at, at Just one, let it play out, yeah. At what point are we going to have surveillance on each team and we're going to have drones flying in the outfield to see 
to, to see what's going on. Like, it, it's getting to the point where it's a little bit ridiculous at this Look, point. Again, replay, use, I think, is a great thing, and you got to continue to use that. But kind of stop it right there, pretty much. Technology has helped the game, but you don't need so uh, and there's there has to be a line right i mean you, you can't just be like no as much technology as possible i mean there has to be a line somebody has to draw that line responsibly and one way to draw the line is 707 707 the game starts yes no more ipads yeah. no more ipads the coach can have an ipad if, if he wants to but not in the locker room right. not, not i mean not, maybe in the not locker in the room dugout. but not in the dugout yeah not in the dugout you don't need that it, like at, at what point is it going to be You've got your mind having having iPhones on their shoulders. Let me check what my sprint speed was on that last. Yeah, on that well, last you get, run there. Okay, uh, GoPros. They're gonna they're gonna wear GoPros and then they're gonna like check out the film as uh, the film. Oh my gosh, yeah. the 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 footage while they're while they're you know getting their Gatorade on after they strike out. This is ridiculous. Yeah. At, at some at some point, we might as well just use robots or just play video yeah. games with play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the yeah, let's just all play Fortnite or ML, uh, MLB 2K, whatever the heck. I love to to play like some experiment where the Wi-Fi and and goes internet down. connection and goes <laughs> down, and you're forcing uh, fans and families and friends to talk to each other instead of and looking enjoy at each other's between, company. Yeah, between at bats and that sort of thing. You can bring a camcorder if you want. That's perfectly fine. Capture the moment, but. That's a, that's a wholesome utopia right there, Kevin. Yes, going, going back a little bit. Anyway, hopefully that's enough of the Astros for a little bit. Hey, this week we'll have the Hall of Fame voting, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that later on this yes. week as well. Um, we got a possible trade proposal from one of our listeners on a catcher. We'll talk about it next. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Rays is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Rays fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Rays fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who we are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, Ulysses. Um, it seems to me that your thought and idea and belief that the Rays are not adding another starter level catcher to the the roster seems like seems like you're going to be right on that end because we're pushing closer and closer to pitchers and catchers reporting and not much move has been made on the front of adding another starter level catcher to complement Mike Zanino and or Mike Perez. Uh, we talked about Kevin Smith and I can't remember who was the other guy's name. I, Chris, Chris Herman. Herman and Kevon Smith. Well, that's not good if I forgot the other guy's name, but uh, so just for, for, uh, 
S and giggles, I'll say. Uh, we okay. did get a Twitter question from one of our regular listeners, Ethan Broom, uh, and he poses this. He says, I was thinking the Rays should go after James McCann. He doesn't have a spot on the White Sox anymore, and we need a catcher. Only thing is, I think their asking price is high for him. Um, well, a couple of things with this. Of course, the White Sox did sign Yasmani Grandal in the offseason. They signed a bunch of guys, to be honest. Right. Um, I wouldn't say that James McCann doesn't any longer have a spot on the White Sox. I think he'll still get a solid amount of playing time, whether that's at DH and spelling Yasmani Grandal for 40, 50 games, whatever it is. Right. Uh, the White Sox do have like five players, five catchers, on their 40 man, they've got another kind of highly touted prospect guy, but uh, it's they got a couple DH have... types too. They got a yeah. couple DH types too. So, you know, yeah, it, it's a, it's a full roster and yeah. it looks better for 2020, but uh, yeah, I, I think when you have a, a type of player like James McCann, you, you, you might find some hole for him to, put, mm-hmm. to, to put him in. There's a couple things with this. I'll say um, one is he's in the final year of arbitration uh, before he becomes a free agent. So, and he signed a one year, $5.4 million deal with the White Sox. So with the Rays, unless they really think that they are a world series contender this year, which they certainly might, um, do they want to pay that high price for just one year of control and nothing guaranteed after that, especially for a guy that he's kind of, I mean, he had a great year last year. He was an all-star last year, but He's kind of—I don't want to say he's been to the level of Mike Zanino, where he has a good year and a bad year, but like his is. But he has. Yeah, I but, mean his. But he has. Yeah, before his White Sox. I mean, the year before with Detroit, it wasn't a good was, year. I mean, it was almost as bad as Mike Zanino's. It really uh, was. You know, uh, if you look at the analytics, I mean, he's. You look at the OPS and the, the yeah. I mean that—that's ridiculous. I mean, but. Uh, yeah, he's been up and down. I, I think he he's in uh, the year before in 2017. Uh, OPS plus yeah, 94. Yeah, yeah. So well, and, his- but then the year before, you know, 69 OPS plus. So I, I I think he's a guy up and down, up and down, up and down. And I don't know if the Rays would, with that history, they mm-hmm. would gamble on somebody to have a good year after their best year. Like right. last year was his best career year. All-star, mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at those numbers. Uh, you know, 273 batting average, uh, an OPS of 789. He had 18 home runs, 60 RBI. I mean, this guy was uh, He's basically a, a four-war player, yeah. Yeah. Now some of that may be going from Detroit and the organization that that is and that gargantuan right. ballpark and maybe his power numbers go up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with the White Sox but again you're talking about a guy if you look at his career as a whole he's a 247 hitter 683 OPS 83 OPS plus I wouldn't necessarily want to give up the moon to acquire James McCann for just one year of control it's too much of a gamble there's for some me. risk yeah high ri- no, I think this this one would be high risk high reward I think if if this is the guy that he is now, the 2019 version is who he actually he just unlocked his potential. Which it could he, be. Which could be if he if he Max Scherzered his way out of uh, yeah. of mediocrity, um, then yeah, I'm, I mean, then you could give up, but you don't know yeah. that. So yeah. I, I think 
right now it's not the time to pull the trigger on this. Yeah. Now what he what he says he's done as far as adjustments from previous years was a lot of mechanical stuff. Like I'm not going to get it all into it, but widening his stance and letting the ball come in a little bit, hitting it to all fields and kind of using his hands more. Okay, that's great and all. Can you continue to do that and can right. you make adjustments off of that? That's going to be the big thing. Um, as as of right now, what I see, and again, say if the Rays are really on a tear and they see that, again, you've got an empty hole at the catcher spot and James McCann is having he, – he's tearing up the field – uh, come midseason, come the the trade deadline, then maybe you could make a move for him and, and see if you can get that push over the hop. As of I right think now, that's a better. You see what? Okay, let, even given how bad Mike Zanino was last year, let's give him an okay. Here's your second chance, buddy. Let's see what you can do, especially with four and a half million in your pocket. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I would rather not have to do that. Yes, and, and, and not see Mike Zanino at the plate again, but. Right you now, might as well have just have might as well because you yeah really if if you're going to get another catcher you might as well have gotten Travis and fought for Travis because that he, he was a little bit more stable than James McCann's production wise maybe not health wise but production wise mm-hmm. he definitely was a little bit more stable I mean three years batting sixteen home runs I mean that that's not a fluke I I, I don't think and so. Uh, it's it's high risk high reward yeah. i wouldn't pull off the tr- i would rather get now a a a bad for a catcher mid-june when we know that zunino mm-hmm. is batting 125 and and mike perez maybe doesn't work out then yeah get a catcher but right now i just don't believe that the rays are going to get another catcher yeah well the socks i mean online the remaining needs for them are kind of a utility infield type which the rays have plenty of those as far as yep you know bench guys that guys that might not get as much of an opportunity with the rays as they would with the white Sox, and also a reliever so you could again if they're having a, a high asking price they might ask for emilio pagan and say mike Brousseau, emilio pagan and daniel robertson emilio pagan and joey wendell if a combination of those players Pagan plus a utility guy. Would you have made? Would you make that move right now? It, that, that's that's not a bad asking price yeah. for what you could get. No, I think that that would be a fair trade. I mean, relievers they're one in a, in a million. Yeah. I mean, and Mike Purcell, Daniel Robertson, Joey Wendell. You know, I'd yeah. love to have them on my team, but they're that's also- assuming that Jose Alvarado is able to come back to form. I'm not sure if at this point. I right. want to kind of upset the apple cart with what we've got going on right now right. as far as the bullpen goes. But again, that maybe was a it, pretty good bullpen last year. I mean, it went, when it found its wheels, yeah. which by wheels, I mean, Nick Anderson, it kind of stabilized the, the whole bullpen. And that was really nice. Now, if the White Sox were asking for, say, Nick Anderson. I mean, no, 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 no. You, but, you hang up. You hang up the phone. Yeah. You hang up the phone. It, it is interesting to talk about. It's fun to do these kind of trade scenarios and see yeah. what could be and what would be. And um, Playing I thought GM it, is yeah. the best because that would mm-hmm. be the best job in baseball. <laughs> so keep those questions coming. Any, anything yes. usually brings up pretty good questions like that, too. I just think at this point, you know, maybe if it was earlier in the offseason – Oh, the Rays been all over made this. some moves to upgrade their offense and they hadn't signed Mike Zanino at this point and say mm-hmm. the White Sox had just signed Yasmani Grandal, then yeah, maybe the, the Rays could have made a play. Who knows? Maybe who knows? Maybe they did call the White Sox. And, I'm, oh, and I'm sure they I mean yeah. I'm sure they did. And then they and w- imagine what 
the asking price was that they said, no, 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 we'll sign Mike Zunino for $4.5 million. Yeah. It, it must have been a pretty high asking price if it's like, no, we're – okay, even though we know how bad Mike Zunino was, yeah, we cannot – we're not giving we're up rolling the, the dice again. Nick Anderson and Brandon Lau or whatever they might have been asking <laughs> for at the time. Yes. All righty. That will do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Locked on Rays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays.